On today's episode of Locked On Suns, three true or false questions from the defense to the offense to an offseason move that is still lingering in all of our heads. We'll go deep on all three. Let's go. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past seven seasons, a writer at suns.com and the host of the Just Basketball Show. Wherever you get your podcast, thanks for making Locked On Suns your first listen to close out your week. We have in-season tournament game number one for the Phoenix Suns on Friday night here in downtown Phoenix. Late tip. Hope you are all excited. Hope you're excited for today's show. If you're joining us for the first time or if you've just not done so before, hit follow or subscribe. Wherever you're finding us, we're free and available everywhere, including YouTube. All you have to do is hit that button to get a show in your feed every single Monday through Friday. Become an everydayer and get locked onto the Suns right along with me from now through the end of the season. Aaron Edwards is here as he is every week, and we're going true or false on three different questions running the whole spectrum of the Suns so far. We're not going to spend too much time on the injury stuff, the rotation stuff, whatever. That conversation is boring. I don't know if Devin Booker will play, and we will just have to see. But there's a lot to talk about anyway. Beal is back. The defense has been steady. And, of course, the big conversation coming off of Thursday night's game, Wednesday night's game, sorry, Yusuf Nurkic. So we will get to all of that. Today's show brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. You can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA or use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Aaron. So let's just kick it off here. People have been talking about the point guard need, not need. I think that's probably like the biggest talking point about the Suns right now, nationally, outside of just obviously the health, but what is your read on it? What's your vibe on whether that is an actual need or it's something that will just go away once Booker, Beal, and Durant are all actually on the court together? Um, I almost texted you yesterday about it, honestly. And um, yeah, I think it's one of those things we do kind of need, not for the starters, obviously. Like, Book's going to get doubled. Katie's going to get doubled. Like, people are going to end up open. Katie's probably going to turn it over every once in a while, but that's fine because we're going to get a lot of open shots. You don't really need a point guard for stuff like that. Like, he's going to get doubled. Defense is going to scramble. Corner threes. Like, any person can figure that part out. I think the second unit stuff where when those guys sit and other teams, like, kind of double without really caring about that, especially with the lack of shooting that's going to be on the court, I think that's when you need to – why the Warriors won at CP3, like to slow down that second group and not do the running gun thing, just to like slow the pace down and not necessarily gain a lead, but just keep a lead or just to like hold them off just so the guys get a rest. I think that's the bigger thing why we need it. Like we have to do second score in that second unit, but maybe we might need the pace to slow down a little. And we were turning the ball over a lot. Like Eubanks turned the ball over a lot. Like a lot of those guys aren't natural guards. So when KD's not out there getting doubled, it's a lot harder to make the defense scramble. So that's why I think we need a point guard. Yeah, the stat that people have pointed to a lot this year is the Suns are 22 points per 100 possessions better on offense with Kevin Durant on the court this year, which 
obviously you could look at two ways. One, that's very good for Kevin Durant. It means that he is certainly not at the end of his leash as a player and is going to be very, very good this season, but also you don't want to rely on him that much. Uh, the offensive rating with him off the court has been 99 per 100 possessions. That's just, it's just not good enough. I think the big question that I have, something that I tried to talk about on last night's show that I'm not sure I put very well and why I wanted to maybe hit on it again today is my fear about them after watching the team without Booker and without Beal and then last night with Beal but without Booker and all the combinations we've seen is what if the only good playmaker reliably title level playmaker for this team is Booker like because you could still feel good that when he comes back this offense will be back into the top five and they'll have these explosive nights and they'll win a bunch of games and I probably agree with that but what about if if he's the only one you know because I, I haven't felt awesome about Eric Gordon as a primary initiator I haven't felt great about Yusuf Nurkic because there's going to be turnovers and I just don't think a a title team should be running its offense through like its seventh best player all that often you know that just is not super logical to me so that's I guess maybe the the fear that I would say that I have and and why it might not have to be like well it's not able to be anybody great they've already played all their chips but it could even just be a little like it kind of made me Aaron honestly I was like Maybe the TJ McConnell thing made sense. Maybe <laughs> no, James was, Jones had something there. I really was sitting. It was like when we went on that stretch where Eubanks turned the ball over like twice in a row and like nobody was cutting and nobody could get to the ball. Like Eubanks was just stuck up there trying to get it to somebody. And I was just like, we need a point guard right now. And TJ McConnell popped into my head, I swear. And I was just like, anything would fix this. Like, any ball handler that's comfortable would fix this situation right now. And, yeah, like, I really think that we just need somebody to slow the pace down and distribute the ball. And, like, we don't need to get bucket buckets, but we just need to not – we're losing possessions just with all these turnovers that we have. Yeah, it's – it's just too much to ask of Durant. I would like to see Beal be healthy like I was going through the game again because I'm trying to put a video together for the subtext subscribers and uh, they didn't really put the ball in his hands in the first half but then in the in the second half especially the beginning of the third quarter they did and he didn't really get downhill it didn't seem like he was comfortable turning the corner and actually doing Bradley Beal things outside of a couple he got to the line once he had one kick out to the corner that looked good but it was like literally those two Um, so that will get better maybe just the presence of Booker and the reduction of everybody's roles just kind of locks things into place where Gordon or Nurkic or Allen or these other guys look better than we thought. Maybe even Durant as a playmaker gets a little easier when he's always on the court with maybe it's always two of them are on the court is how you try to do it. I, I, there's ways that I can be convinced that it it can be manageable, but all the other solutions that this team was supposed to have at that playmaker spot outside of Booker have left me a little bit cold so that even my optimism about Booker, the way he's looked like a straight-up MVP, I don't know if that's going to be enough. Um, So I guess to wrap it up as a true or false thing, are we both saying they need to do something here? Is it wait and see a, a little bit longer? How uh, how true is it that they like absolutely need a point guard in your eyes? I 
I feel like there's no way I can say they absolutely need one. Our stars have not played a single game together. Like, yeah. so until we can put defenses into that situation, like I won't really know, like we can't know because Bill's not healthy. Book hasn't played and KD had what nine assists yesterday. I think the best version of why we won't need a point guard is going to go through him, like him catching at the high post and getting doubled and making the right choice every time. I think at that point would, book and bill on the floor that'll show how much we really don't need a point guard especially with we don't really know how vogel's gonna use these minutes we don't know like who's gonna be playing with the second unit it's gonna be a uh, bill time or it's gonna be book time who gets like four minutes then book comes in like we don't know how he's gonna do that but i think he's smart enough to know that the point guard situation is rough and he can't just have gordon in um grayson allen out there at the same time because they're not those type of guards Exactly. It's like, let them, with the Durant thing, try to help the way the Warriors were helping or the Lakers were helping if it's Booker and Beal either just stationary in the corner, moving, doing their thing. It's a lot different than Victor Wembanyama floating away from Josh Okoge out there and just taking away the paint. You know, so I, I yeah. think I'll say false too because of that, but also because even if I can convince myself somebody like McConnell or whoever it is, by the way, not campaign, he is not the type of player that would solve the problems we're talking about. <laughs> He's very much like an Eric Gordon or a Grayson yeah, Allen, where it's like, thing. get him in space. He can make a decent decision. He can dribble. He can make shots, but that's not uh, an improvement on what they have. Any way that I think they might benefit from those types of players it's only for the regular season at the end of the day and so that's the thing I said all off season I'm not going to back down from that now the the past I mean four championship winners or so I mean I, I when is the last time that an NBA champion had a traditional point guard yeah uh, I, I think guess even Kyle like, Lowry yeah. in 2019 yeah maybe yeah I think this hypothetical like point guard wouldn't like we're kind of learning what the rotation is kind of going to be in the playoffs now. Like yeah. I'm sure you talked about K uh, to Diop already. Like it's going to be those minutes are going to be taken. He's rangy and he can guard. Like we're getting to see like who's going to play and who can't in real time. Like even before the guys come back. And I don't think there's going to be space for a point guard, a traditional one at least when those minutes really start getting crunched down. Especially because those guys are usually small, and this team doesn't want to play small. You can't play super small in the modern NBA. I don't think TJ McConnell is a playoff player, and I said that when the rumors came up. So, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm still going to say false. We'll see if that bites us uh, both for continuing to hold out hope, but that's where it stands right now. Next, let's go. Let's just do it. Rip the Band-Aid off. DeAndre Ayton trade. Way too early. Nonsensical, maybe even to do right now but all these guys have played a lot of minutes early in the season so it is worth looking back on we'll do that next first today's show brought to you by jace medical we spend a lot of time talking together we get fired up together on wins and losses who starts who sits and i'm thankful for that connection today i want to get a little more personal with you guys we just learned that Jace Medical is offering a one-year supply on ED medication in addition to their wonderful offering of antibiotics in their Jace case. You can bring that on extended travel, whether there's a supply chain issue or any sort of other disturbance in 
The area you live, the other area you're traveling, you're covered. You don't have to worry about whether you can refill your generic prescription or anything else, and all that's possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. So go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. We have a customer writing in to us who said, I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused them to cut those pills in half just to be able to have it. They ordered most of their daily meds with a year's supply as well as an antibiotic kit from Jace Medical. They feel super secure, got a lower price than their local pharmacy, and they, of course, recommend it to everybody. So if you or someone you know would love to get that peace of mind by having a year's supply of their everyday daily medication, anything that they want, including those antibiotics, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered. Remember, promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase at Jace Medical, J A S E Medical.com. All right, keeping it rolling here. Question number two, Aaron. Did the Suns make the right trade? As part of the Damian Lillard deal, giving up DeAndre Ayton, getting back Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, and Nasir Little. Where are you two weeks in on that question? True or false? Um, this is still so early to answer this. Um, I'm going to say true, but just because Grayson has just been a lot better than I thought he was going to be. And the Nurk thing is we're going to get what we get from him. There's going to be nights where he looks like he shouldn't be in the NBA. And there's going to be other nights where he almost puts up a 20 point trip. Like if that's the trade-off, then I'll take it. Like he fights down low and against bigger less athletic dudes is kind of a wash so i think if like he won't stop Jokic by any means but i think just that kind of pace is a lot better for him the anthony davises and the mbs of the world are just going to toast him though so yeah I, i'm fine with taking that trade off if he's a good decision maker and can score every once in a while and can keep possessions alive and the grayson allen thing like i like it like he can ball and i think he's probably going to be in a rotation over Gordon every once in a while, which was probably the bigger surprise <laughs> that I saw. And um, yeah, Little started at first, like he was getting a lot more playing time over a K-Base Diop. And that was kind of like, what is he doing at practice to where Nasir Little is playing over him? I think that was just part of the athleticism and just the trade needing to work a lot better or Vogel just trying stuff out. But I like, I like what we got for it. Like, I think we have bodies, we have athleticism and we got dudes that can shoot. Yeah, I'll give my answer, but I also want to focus on the ways in which Nurkic and Aiton are similar and different because it's <laughs> it's, it's super interesting to watch Nurkic night in, night out, especially with this bigger role somehow than he had in Portland on a bad team. But yeah, want to remind everybody to also be checking out the Locked On Suns Insider Text Alert. The link is in the description down below, or you can go to subtext.com slash LockedOnSuns. My first reaction to All Suns news, I'm keeping my eyes peeled on the injury report every day. I am watching and reading all the things so you do not have to, and I will give you that news as well as my reaction to it. Game day content and observations starting Friday night at Footprint Center as well as the Verizon practice facility. Anything I see, anything I notice, anything I can snap a video or a picture of, as well as an exclusive video breakdown starting also tomorrow with a Bradley Beal breakdown from his return back. You can also respond to me personally, get that one-on-one -on -one engagement. Again, link is in the show description to the Locked on Suns insider text alerts, or you can go to subtext.com slash Locked on Suns. I'll go with Aaron on this one. Uh, true. I think they made the right trade. Um, 
but to get into the specifics on Nurkic, I tweeted during the game, and it is funny to me that we somehow ended up watching another center every night who doesn't want to go up strong and dunk off of offensive <laughs> rebounds or uh, dump off passes or any sort of situations like that. The number of times late in that game where he got an offensive rebound off of Durant's misses and then didn't make a shot or wanted to pass it uh, was like enough to make you tear your hair out. But at the same time, I'm saying that he gets the offensive rebound. He puts himself in position to make the right pass, make the right play, knows where that is, is looking for it. Yeah, there will be turnovers, but that's what happens when you play that way. And I'm willing to just take the good with the bad with him because I think it's easy to forget that there was a lot of bad with the good that Aiton brought. And it is different. It is a trade-off. There are things that the Suns don't have that they would have had with Aiton. Maybe their ceiling is lower. I don't necessarily know. But... There are clear things that Nurkic is able to do that he wants to do that Aiton was just never going to. Yeah, I think just even getting into the offense, like if he gets a re- defensive rebound, the comfort they have with letting him just take it down, like just to start yeah. the offense off a rebound and not give it up to KD or Book or anybody. There was like, a time where like, they inbounded it to him off the sideline and he walked the ball up. I was like, yeah. what are we doing? It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think just having a big that has the comfort to do that is a fair trade. Like, I think if you want to take the slow feet on defense and the difficulty off of picked rolls and, like, getting attacked and drop coverage, like, if you want to take that trade that Aiton was kind of – he had amazing feet and he can stay in front of you and no matter how athletic your big was, he kind of felt comfortable in front of them. I think that's the trade-off that we get. A dude that's very comfortable on offense – who kind of doesn't go up strong every once in a while, but can get your offense moving and it doesn't get stagnant. Like there was sometimes when, when he's, it was like the Clay Thompson thing. If the ball's touching his hands, it's going up. <laughs> and I think that's the thing with uh, how it was with Aiton with Nurk. Like yeah. he's kind of getting used to this position that he's put in on this team and he's the facilitator and he's gotten a lot more comfortable with it. Absolutely. I, I think if I, if I sit there <clears throat> and break it down in my head for too long, there's part of me that's like, is this about to be headed toward Kevin Durant having to play like 25 minutes at center in the playoffs? <laughs> but we're not there yet. It's way too early. I just, there are times where guys who aren't even elite just beat him defensively. And whether that's the ball handler getting downhill and finishing before he can, you know, get set up as a rim protector or it's just the big man. Yeah, Zach uh, Collins roughed him up a little bit. I mean, Victor Wembanyama, like, shouldn't, like, isn't Nurkic kind of the guy, type of guy that you would have said Vic would struggle with as a rookie because he has, like, 100 pounds on him? And that did not happen. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's going to be those situations, but I think there were going to be moments like that with Aiton. And, and we've also seen it with Aiton. So it's a lot less guessing too. You know, I, we've never really seen Nurkic on a really high level team. So I'm at least willing to kind of like see it through in a way where with Aiton, it's just, it would have been a lot of finger crossing again. Um, I'll say, I agree with you on Grayson Allen. I think he right now feels like, I mean, he's shooting like 50% from three. I think he has to be ahead of where Eric Gordon is in the rotation, especially playing off now that the other guys are healthy again. And little, 
we'll see. I think he is somebody who, if you're ever going to see him break through in terms of the decision-making and whatnot and reading of the game that he's going to have to do to solidify himself as an NBA player, it should happen on a team like this where his job is going to be very, very simple. But it didn't happen yet, and he's already now lost his spot in the rotation. So maybe Yuta's struggles make it so we see both Bates-Diop and Little out there in one game or... You know, I think Vogel has shown he'll mix things up, but right now I would say stock up on Allen, stock down on Little and Nurkic. It's just a it, it's a roller coaster. It's literally stock up and stock down changes possession to possession with that man. Yeah, sometimes he looks like one of the most skilled bigs. I mean, he hit a Euro step and an and one. Well, should have been an and one layup for the game winner. Like if you get that, and then at the same time, you just get blown by every once in a while by dudes that aren't even close to as good as you. So like I said, it's the trade that we're gonna have to take because it's the trade that we make. Yeah, or he'll just try to hit a quick touch pass out to a guy he didn't actually make sure it was standing where he thought he was standing and the ball's going out of bounds. Like it is just a whole lot of a player who we didn't even know would be on this team a month ago or yeah, about a month ago. Um, and now all of a sudden is just so involved in every game. And I, I, I'm not even putting a qualifier or a good or a bad on that. I'm just saying it's the facts of what's happening and, uh, we will measure it and monitor it as we go and see what this all looks like. But Final question, true or false today, relates to the defense and had an interesting question from a Locked on Suns insider text subscriber who asked me about when Okogi and Goodwin maybe lose their rotation spot or see their minutes go down as Booker and Beal work their way back. What happens to the defense? I think it's a really good question, so we'll talk about it next. First, today's show brought to you by Prize Picks, who have come in and saved daily fantasy sports. You know about Prize Picks. You know how much I love Prize Picks if you're an everydayer. But for those who do not, it is basketball season, which means they have their specials league running over at Prize Picks as well, created specifically for combo projections, including two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can go LeBron James or Travis Kelsey. Shout out to everybody in the comments who made fun of me for botching Kelsey's name yesterday. I got it right that time. You can go 10.5 combo of threes made plus receptions for a combo like that. You can go, maybe you want to just double up on Phoenix. Get those Kyler passing yards. Go get those uh, Bradley Beal points, and you can combine it. It is no league, no pool, no head-to-head. It's just you versus the prize picks player projections. They offer quick withdrawals, easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types in those projections, making Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com now, slash locked on NBA, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA, and use the code locked on NBA when you make your first deposit to get a first deposit match up to $100. Anything you put in up to 100, Prize Picks will match that straight back into your account when you use the code locked on NBA. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. One final question, true or false here for you, Aaron, and I will give my answer as well relating to the defense. I have some stats we can get into here as well. First, want to let everybody know to follow the Locked on Suns TikTok account where I will be responding to crazy stats each and every game instantaneously, funny news, silly stuff, all the things that don't really need to be talked about on this wonderful podcast, but that I still have thoughts on. 
Link is in the show description for that as well. Obviously, if you're already on TikTok, just search Locked On Suns. Get content there on pretty much a daily basis as well. All right. Shout out to the subscriber who asked about the defense. And Aaron, I have some numbers. So this year, so far, Jordan Goodwin, the defense is 19 points better per 100 possessions when he has played. After last night, it actually went down for Okogi, or maybe the past couple games. I can't remember the last time I looked at this. It's still seven points better when Okogi plays, but that's not quite as crazy as it had been. First of all, let's just start here. Do you think Goodwin will not play when Booker and Beal are both in the lineup again? Um, I think he will. I think he's going to be more comfortable. I think that's when it's going to get weird for Eric Gordon. <laughs> I think. So you that... think Goodwin's going to play over Gordon? Okay, you gotta, you gotta, when, you gotta tell no, us what you mean. I think when you have scores on the floor, it gives them like the defense is a little shaky when it's just Gordon and Allen. And I think once he has the flexibility to not worry about lulls and getting to the line or scoring points, he can put out somebody aggressive on defense. Like, and I don't mm. think necessarily like guard wise. I think Goodwin thinks he can guard anybody, and I think he's gonna have the flexibility to he's so big. Just throw, yeah, I think he's going to have the flexibility when he has all his real guards back to throw Goodwin out there when he he's a defensive coach. And if you want to throw out a, a disruptor and put maybe um, Goodwin and Bates Diab and just go like with a lineup like that with scoring, I can see him wanting to do that because he has a vers another versatile defender like Akogi. I, I still think Akogi is going to be the first option, but knowing that he can kind of put clamps out there and dudes who are aggressive and take chances on defense, but not in a reckless way anymore. Goodwin was reckless at first, but he's not fouling as much. And he's kind of just, he knows where he, like what he means to this team. Now, I think that he can kind of do that over Gordon every once in a while. It's, it's insane to me how similar they are as players down to even the offensive rebounding ability. Like they just do all of the same stuff on the court, <laughs> but uh, Goodwin so far this year on corner threes is shooting just 18%. Or no, sorry. No, 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 no. 40%. I got that wrong. Very big difference. Only 18% of his shots are there is what I, I meant to say, which is actually down from Washington. Um, as an overall catch and shoot this year, again, all these are very, very tiny amounts, but 7 of 20 from 3 in terms of catch and shoot, 35%. And then if you look at wide open threes, 36%, and that's on 14 attempts. So the, the shooting looks ugly, and I think the biggest thing reason that it does overall, the reason it might feel so kind of weird when he's out there offensively so far is that he is not making twos. And I don't fully know what is going on there because, again, he is big. He is a guy who is used to having the ball in his hands. But he's 5 of 13 at the rim this year, which means if you're following the numbers I just went through, he's shooting worse or at least about the same on wide open threes as he is at the rim. That should not be happening for somebody who's 6'3 and like, you know, 225 or whatever he is. So I, uh, you like Goodwin over a Kogi, at least, it sounds like. No, I still like a Kogi more. I just mean we can do a lot of stuff with our guard lineups now mm -hmm. because we're going to have two of the best like playmaking guards on the floor. And if you want to throw in another bigger one and another like, I mean, a Kogi's pretty much a guard too, honestly. But if you want to just throw in like line, 
like lineups of dudes that are just great on-ball defenders and kind of just be reckless and get weird with it, you can do that with strong guys that can also rebound. Like you can do a lot of stuff with dudes like that. So matchup to matchup, I think I agree. I, I'm I'm curious how weird Vogel gets. I would say I like Akogi overall. I trust him more when he's on the court than than a than Goodwin. But I think if you're looking for shooting and you're kind of crossing your fingers that somebody can provide you enough floor spacing and defense to get away with playing them, then maybe Goodwin's the better bet. Looking out toward the whole season. I would say I, my guess is that Goodwin will not be in the rotation on a daily basis once Booker and Beal are both back. I also would even say that one of Akogi or Yuta is going to get a little bit thinned out too in terms of their minutes. We're just going to see these stars play so much that uh, it's not going to be there for everybody. But zooming out a little bit more than just that question, because the person's question overall and I keep saying person I would definitely love to shout these people out but the service keeps it anonymous for obvious reasons it'd be weird if I was just getting people's like social security numbers because they decided to sign up for this service that I'm doing so that's why I don't know a uh, shout out to you whatever you are whoever you are out there um is about the defense overall because those guys have had such an impact because they've been so key to switching defending at the point of attack creating turnovers all those sorts of things what happens when they play less is it crazy to say that Kata Bates Diop's arrival counteracts all of that. It, can he be good enough? Because I think what we'll see is, Aaron, that the Suns is this will get. victory lap right now? <laughs> I mean, it pretty much is. Like, the box score does not show it, but go look at a RB on Twitter. I think it's like at RYB underscore like 211 oh, yeah. or something. He, uh, he put together a three minute highlight reel of Kata Bates Diop defensive possessions today that I retweeted and. Uh, it's it's a great day for for those of us who always believed but <laughs> what I think we're going to see is they're going to go back to playing or they're going to start playing defense the way that we expected them to and you're seeing that already yes he was good Bates Diop against DeMar DeRozan one on one in a lot of moments but you also saw him just the way that he can help at the nail the like, if he just is a 6'9 Jay Crowder. That goes a long way for this defense when you also now have Kevin Durant on this team. So I kind of think it'll look different. It might dip a little, but I think that if you believed this team could be def good at defense in the first place, I don't think you would have said it was because of Jordan Goodwin. So you got to yeah. still just believe that it'll be good just without the personnel and scheme maybe that they've had the first couple of weeks. Yeah, I think the question mark was always going to be, is Bill going to be willing? Can he do it? And the mm -hmm. second was, can can Nurk not foul? And can he do it? Those are like the big things. I thought even when it was a Kogi, I thought we'd be fine at the other spots. It was asking two dudes that kind of hadn't been in this position before, would they be willing to learn and be better defenders for the sake of a really offensive team? And if those two question marks, which we've yet to see because we haven't, I mean, we've seen one of them at least, but if we like can see if Bradley Bill is willing and able, then that'll be a long way to telling like what this team can look like defensively, especially if Nurk just doesn't foul and at least holds up against athletic bigs a little bit. I'll say that was the part of Beal's return that I liked the least. I think Kobe White is not a super fun player to have to guard 
when you're first coming back, like, yeah, he's a guy that's far from an all-star type of player, but he's quick. He is looking for a bucket at all times. He's pretty good at moving without the ball. So there were just a lot of moments where he just blew past Beal, whether he was dribbling or just kind of trying to get open. And that doesn't feel great because it's just Kobe White. But (laughs) again, the dude hasn't played NBA basketball since, you know, March or whatever. Um, So I'm not going to hold it against him too much. But yeah, those questions haven't been answered. They're still going to be there. I think the Nurkic thing is going to be night to night, as we talked about at the beginning. But I just think that this team's going to be able to use its size and length to create turnovers, take away the paint, be aggressive, be a little bit more unpredictable in terms of how are they going to be guarding this. They're not going to be just offering up their, you know, lunch to be eaten by Nikola Jokic because they just roll out the same coverage, you know, too many times. I think those things are still going to be strengths here, and you're just going to finally kind of get to see it with Booker's defense back on the court with Bates Diop and his help and obviously the other guys that that have been in there all along. So true or false, the Suns defense will get worse with Josh Okoge and Jordan Goodwin playing less. I'll probably say true, but going from top five to like top 12 is still going to keep them in championship contention would be my probably take on it. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be – I think we'll be in the middle – and that's fine with the, I think our offense is going to be better. Like we still didn't even talk about like the three point shooting. We shot 48 yesterday. <laughs> and I think like, that's just going to be a lot even easier when we have two elite scores on the floor. Like that's just going to help a lot. We're still in number 16 in three point attempts. So like those numbers are going to get cranked up once guys are more open right now. Absolutely. That was three true or false questions to answer as we hopefully get back to normalcy here in phoenix suns lakers at eight o'clock tonight if things go well if it's competitive if it's fun if beal does some awesome stuff if booker happens to be able to play i will do a bonus episode for you guys so hit follow or subscribe wherever you're finding the show make sure to subscribe in the description below to the locked on suns insider text alerts follow on tiktok and we will be back with you next week Thank <laughs> you.